Stigma of dementia is one of the greatest barriers for people living with dementia and their care partners. It can lead to low self-esteem, poor mental health, and a decreased quality of life. Research shows that older adults fear dementia more than cancer, stroke, and heart disease combined. Despite this knowledge, few studies focus on actions to improve knowledge and reduce stigma of dementia. In this episode, our podcast host, Dr. Juanita Don Bashu, sits down with Dr. Mark Vijay to chat about stigma of dementia and discuss some key actions for challenging this issue and improving the quality of life for people with dementia and their care partners. The Gerontological Society of America, Meaningful Lives as We Age. Welcome to Science and Storytelling, a GSA 75th anniversary podcast on aging. I'm Juanita Don Bashu, PhD, postdoctoral fellow with the World Dementia Action Research Team. And today I'm interviewing Dr. Mark Vijay, MD, family physician and clinical assistant professor in the Department of Family Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. So thank you for joining us today, Dr. Vijay. So to start out, can you tell us a little bit about why stigma of dementia is such an important topic in gerontology? That is such a great question. I'm glad you asked it because stigma of dementia is a critical issue that can lead to social isolation, care partner burnout, depression, and an overall decreased quality of life for people living with dementia and their family care partners. And now when we're talking about stigma of dementia, I think it's important to define what we mean. So in terms of stigma, we are referring to any negative attitudes, judgments, or discriminatory behaviors or actions against people living with dementia just on the basis of having the disease, such as ignoring people with dementia or treating them as inferior or as invisible. Great points, exactly. And when a disease is very common like dementia, but poorly understood, it's easy for myths and stigmatizing attitudes to spread and reduce quality of life for people with dementia. Now, research shows that stigma of dementia is a major, major issue. Numerous surveys show that stigma of dementia exists among students, family members, long-term care workers, nurses, the general public, and even family physicians. Oh, wow. That is rather alarming. But you know, now that you mention it, I was reading that in Canada, the 2015 Commonwealth Fund Survey of Family Physicians found that only two out of five Canadian doctors feel properly educated and prepared to provide care for older adults living with dementia. So true. And we actually just wrote a commentary together, published in the Canadian Geriatrics Journal, on improving dementia care and moving from stigma to evidence-informed knowledge. And I would encourage our listeners today to go and check it out, especially the healthcare practitioners and decision makers joining us. Nice. And, and now this issue is very problematic since we know that lack of education and knowledge about dementia among healthcare workers can lead to further stigmatization of people affected by dementia, which results in barriers to healthcare access, mm -hmm. quality care, misdiagnosis, and perhaps even more importantly, delay in early dementia diagnosis. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, Dr. Vijay, you raised such a critical point here in really emphasizing the importance of early diagnosis. Since we know that a timely dementia diagnosis really enables people with dementia and their care partners time, you know, time to acquire relevant information, plan for the future, and access pharmaceutical treatments and support services to improve their quality of life. Now, recently, we collaborated together on a study funded by the Alzheimer's Society of Canada looking at stigma of dementia in rural communities. And I was wondering if you could share with our listeners some background on stigma of dementia research more in general, but also highlight some of the key findings from our rural study. So to give you a little bit of context, existing studies have focused primarily on documenting stigma of dementia and highlighting challenges of stigma for people with dementia, such as social isolation, depression, etc. But to date, little research has focused on actions to reduce and actually stop the stigma. So our study was very innovative and was guided by solutions-focused theory to explore actions to reduce stigma of dementia from the perspective of rural older adults, including people living with dementia, and their family care partners. Nice. Now, for those of you that don't know, solutions-focused theory is really a strengths-based approach as it focuses on asking questions rather than giving answers, capacity building, investigating what works, and identifying attainable action plans for moving forward. Great points. Mm -hmm. So we conducted key informant interviews and focus groups with rural older adults and community leaders to identify specific actions to move forward. And we actually found numerous actions, 10 wow. in total. But given our time limit today, I'm just going to highlight three. So the first action older adults highlighted was the need for more dementia education and to organize a community workshop to learn more about dementia. We heard this theme again and again a participant stated, organize a workshop and meet with senior clubs and bring information forward. Have a physician or spokesperson come and speak, someone who specializes in aging. Nice. The second action was to avoid hurtful jokes and language and choose your words carefully. The way we speak can affect the way other people think and speak. A participant stated, we sometimes talk about dementia in a joking way, probably because of fear. That's what I do when I'm scared. I make a joke. People may get hurt by that and have hurt feelings. So you got to be careful. Mm -hmm, definitely. The third action was to develop intergenerational programs. A participant stated, we need to make it so kids understand dementia. Someday I may get dementia like my mom. And I want my kids to know about it and to treat me the same way. Intergenerational programs would help us learn ways to be supportive of one another and people with dementia. This would disperse the fear of, I don't know what to say. Yes, definitely. Now, these are some very useful points that you shared. And I think these actions really extend beyond rural communities in providing ways that we can all help to reduce stigma and be supportive of people living with dementia, especially the points about more education and learning more about dementia. 
And then also the point that you made about choosing our words carefully. Now, looking forward, what does the future hold for this field? Well, this field is growing and there's a real need for more solutions focused interventions to reduce stigma and improve quality of life for people with dementia. Age is the greatest risk factor for developing dementia and the number of older adults is increasing across the world. That is a very important point since we know that in the United States alone, an estimated 6 million adults ages 65 and older currently have dementia. And this number, I believe it's projected to be nearly 14 million by the year 2060. So it is a growing issue. So what do you think needs to change to improve quality of life for people living with dementia? I think in order to move forward, further research is needed to build an evidence-informed knowledge base on ways to really address issues of stigma of dementia, especially in terms of addressing stigma within different cultures and geographical contexts. Definitely, that is a fantastic point, especially since we know that a lot of the aging demographic is happening within rural communities. So there is a real need to not only address stigma, but to also examine the unique needs of rural older adults living with dementia. We actually just published a commentary in the Canadian Journal of Public Health about addressing the needs of rural and remote people and developing a national dementia strategy for Canada. Uh, I would encourage our listeners, I guess, to check out that article. There's a lot of great points there where we talk about how to move forward. Do you remember that article? It wasn't too long ago there. <laughs> yes, which brings me to my point that collaborative research and partnerships with people living with dementia and their care partners are so vital to moving forward as they have lived experiences, mm -hmm. witnessed the challenges, and have the ingenuity and firsthand insight to truly help us move forward in working together to improve the quality of life for people with dementia and their care partners. And quality of life for people with dementia is such a critical issue right now, especially given our current circumstances with the COVID-19 pandemic and some of the human rights issues, confinement, yeah. limited access to healthcare services, right to life, et cetera, that we have all seen in the media regarding older adults, and especially people living with dementia, Juanita. Yeah. I think you are leading some of this COVID-19 research in Canada right now. I just saw two of your articles published in the Journal of Medical Internet Research and the Canadian Journal of Public Health. That's right. You raised some really great points, Dr. Vijay. And I believe that urgent action is needed to improve the human rights of people living with dementia during this pandemic. Uh, for example, statistics show that up to 75% of COVID-19 deaths in care facilities globally have been people with dementia. This pandemic, it's really highlighted some pre-existing challenges in long-term care facilities faced by people with dementia, such as understaffing, limited resources, and the issue of overcrowding. So I think now is really the time that we need to collectively start to reconceptualize and rethink ways to improve quality of life for older adults with dementia, especially those in long-term care facilities. Now, this brings me to the second part of our interview, the storytelling section, where we get to learn about and explore the stories behind the research. So, 
Dr. Vijay, what is the story behind why you chose this research and a career in family medicine focused on caring for older adults? Well, I was very close with my grandfather, and he was a pharmacist in a small French-speaking rural community in northeastern Saskatchewan in Canada called Zenon Park. Oh, nice. And spending time with him in the community is where I developed a real passion for working with older adults. And there I realized that I wanted to train not only in family medicine, but also further my training by doing a fellowship focusing on care of the elderly. So how has the Gerontological Society of America played a key role in the trajectory of your career? The GSA team is such a great organization and offers so many opportunities for healthcare researchers and healthcare practitioners like myself through their annual scientific conference and meetings, journals, and now through this podcast series. Definitely. I've been attending their conferences and webinars for over 12 years, and I believe that all of GSA's groundwork is truly critical to forging new collaborations, interdisciplinary networks, and providing knowledge dissemination opportunities in working to support healthy aging and improve the lives of older adults. Definitely. Now, thank you, Dr. Vijay, for meeting with me today and sharing some of your insight as a family physician, educator, and a researcher. I always appreciate getting to collaborate with you, and I'm sure our listeners have also learned a lot today, not only about uh, stigma of dementia, but more importantly, actions to reduce this stigma and ways to improve the quality of life for people living with dementia. Thanks, Juanita. It was great to sit down for a conversation with you and share some of our important work with our international listeners of the Gerontological Society of America. To learn more about the Gerontological Society of America, visit geron.org. The Gerontological Society of America was founded in 1945 to promote the scientific study of aging, cultivate excellence in interdisciplinary aging research, and education to advance innovations in practice and policy. For more information about GSA, visit geron.org.